welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. That was loud. <laughs> what? Welcome <laughs> to the Ghosties podcast. I feel like you're already breaking up. We're not talking about the gin tonight, right? <laughs> no, we are. <laughs> oh, I, why do I think we're doing Amityville? We were, but I couldn't get my notes together in time. Oh, boy. That's what the problem. Oh, my gosh. You're breaking up already. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome. How's it been going? Um, It is our first episode of the new year. Yes. Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. Um. Yeah, we thought we were going to do multiple recordings on break. That did not happen because life and, <laughs> yeah. you know, things and such. And we had, we both had a lot of, oh my gosh, chaos is happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we both had a lot of uh, like family things to do over the break and it just, there's never enough time. No, it really. And I, I legit start classes like next week. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're like in the home stretch, I feel like. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of panicking because I'm only taking three classes this spring. And I know that might sound like a lot for some people, but when I've been taking like four and I still just want to finish, only taking three is like, ah, right. stressing me out. Like I just need to be taking 10 so I can get it over with now. <laughs> <laughs> but fine. Everything is fine. You are like almost there. I feel like you're like powerhousing through. Yeah, less less than a year. That's awesome. Hopefully. Right. Um, yep. Oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, can we can we talk about you having to climb through your <laughs> your spirit room window? <laughs> I feel like people need to know about that. All right, y'all. Buckle up. <laughs> Come on a journey with me. Uh, so, you know, come to think of it, I should have known that like Mercury retrograde was right around the corner from this. Uh, and not a full moon already during Mercury retrograde. Right? Oh my. It's in like a day. It's so intense, y'all. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. So, la- was it last week? Uh, yeah, it was during break for sure. Oh my gosh. So, I'm pretty- <clears throat> it was last week, y'all. Um, was it before or it was after Christmas because my Christmas presents were in the floor of my spirit room. So, so y'all, we gotten home after the holidays and we've got some potted plants um, up in my spirit room. My meditation room is like my spirit room. So that's why I call it. And Bitsy, Ooh, my throat chakra. Bitsy, uh, one of our pups knocked over one of my potted plants the other week. So it had knocked out some of the potting soil and some of the leaves were starting to yellow. So I thought, let me get this potting soil from the back porch. We've got like this little utility cabinet that's locked back there and there's some potting soil in there. 
I heard, I hand to God, I heard in my head as I was walking out, do not go get that potting soil. And I was being stubborn. Um, <laughs> y'all, I had an interview with a different podcast, like two hours from when this happened. No, I take that back. This happened first thing in the morning. The podcast interview was at like 1 p.m. So I had a good little buffer of time, but it was still stressful. So as soon as I walk out onto the back porch, the door shut behind me. And, you know, the back porch door shuts all the time. I heard, no joke, I heard in my head as I was walking to the utility closet, when we walked through this house for the first time, the realtor communicated with like the uh, owner's realtor and they told them, be careful when you're doing your walkthrough because the Florida room door has this tendency to shut and lock behind you. Mm. I heard that in my head as I walked out and I had this thought, wouldn't that be crazy if I've locked my room out? Well, <laughs> I locked myself out, y'all. <laughs> no shoes on. No shoes. Just socks. I was in a thin pair of leggings and just a regular like crew cut or crew neck uh, sweatshirt. Um, it was one of the warm days though. So I was really lucky, but it was getting ready to rain. And that was like putting me in panic mode because I had like raindrops hitting me in the head. <clears throat> so y'all, I know that we have a hide a key and like Kyle and I went and hit it years ago when we first moved in and I had forgotten where it was. So I'm trying to like, you know, walk around the property and stay calm and not like have a full fledged panic attack as I'm trying to find the hide a key. My phone is inside locked. In See, that is like a, a rook, like a big, like no, no. Right. I mean, not that I don't leave my house without my phone, but I just, I don't know. I, that's like, oh my God, that just did it for me. Oh my God. Well, it would have been completely different if I had had my phone with me. Yeah. That's the new rule. You don't leave the house without shoes. You don't leave the house without a phone. <laughs> right. So, and that was the other thing that I was thinking, like, even if I was able to get next door to the neighbors and make a phone call, I don't know anyone's number anymore. By What is this? 1995. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so anyway, guys, long story short, I looked all over for the hide key. I couldn't find it. We have cameras like on the exterior of our property, but we had had a power outage recently. Now this is all fixed now, but when this happened, it wasn't. Um, all of the cameras had gone offline and we had had to reset our modem because our box was replaced by Cox. So that had basically like put our ring doorbell offline and some of the exterior cameras offline. Mm. So all I could think to do was to go to one of the cameras and start waving hysterically to try and get Kyle's attention. And we could talk to each other back and forth if he just saw me. Well, I did that for a while. <laughs> I did that for a while and that did not work. So I thought, all right, he must be in a meeting. He cannot see me. I'm going to have to figure this out myself. Y'all, I started asking my guides, what am I supposed to do? And they said, go to the side of the house and get the tall ladder. You're going to have to crawl in the second story window. That's legit. Mm. Your girl <laughs> of heights. Terrified. <clears throat> yep. I got like 
halfway up, looked down and had to come back down again. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to do this? And they said, just suck it up, be brave and go jump through that window. And that's what I did. Once I got up to the top, I pushed the window open, pushed myself through the top. I know one of my neighbors had to have seen me and thought I was absolutely insane. I just, I know the story was so frustrating, but it just, I just cannot imagine you. <laughs> Climbing a ladder to the second floor and get, like, thank God your spirit room window was open. Right? The Well, the only reason why I did that was because I cleansed that space every day in between my sessions. So I'm constantly, like, opening and closing that window. But, my God. I told um, one of the teachers at my school today about it. We were standing and talking about, um, I guess, about her husband putting the Christmas lights up and about how he, she can't because she's short, but he's tall and afraid of heights. It was the whole thing. <laughs> so I told them about um, your story. <laughs> Had a little, and she was like, oh my gosh. And I said, can you, Matt? I just cannot. I just, uh, Kyle felt so bad. Like once I found that he did, I was like, listen, if you see like a thousand alerts on your phone, I'm finally back in the house. Like at certain points in the videos, you can hear me. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to freak out. I got <laughs> on my own. <laughs> I need like a copy of that footage. It's <laughs> classic. Hey y'all, it's Christina from the Ghosties podcast. And I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? Head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com. Or find me on my TikTok channel at Christina the Medium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Oh, hello. I thought it was not going to download and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh gosh, no. <laughs> we gotta do this. Yes. Y'all, we are talking about the gin tonight. And if any of you remember, there was a an ordeal with a book that I borrowed a year or two ago from Christina to read about the gin, and it went missing for a year and ended up on the very tippy top of a cabinet that I could never reach without a ladder. And uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure how that happened. And in true gin form, something went missing this morning that I still have not found, and I'm very salty about it. So before you listen, just uh, be aware that things may go missing. <laughs> Yes, yes, y'all. I warned you. Some very weird, like, gin synchronicities <clears throat> over the last couple of days. Um, like, I, one of the things that I got was, and I haven't done any of my notes on, uh, like, my laptop or anything like that. I've done it on paper purposefully. Um, and I haven't said anything out loud because I haven't wanted to, like, trigger my Siri or, you know, like, I basically wanted to see if some of these synchronicities will continue to pop up in like my social media and timelines and things like that. If I don't talk about it and it absolutely has, if not more. Ugh. Yeah. I um, Jen fairies related or not? I can't remember. I feel like they are. 
because somebody um, had a dream that I know had was dying to tell me about a dream and they mentioned it yesterday and I haven't heard about it, but it's something about fairy stuff. So interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Come to think of it. I've been having some really odd dreams here lately too. Like I've told you about them. Mm -hmm. Very like guys, I I don't want to go into what exactly I've been dreaming um, because it's really graphic. Um, But let's just say it's violent in nature and normally have dreams like that. Yep. So yeah, make sure that you protect your energy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We warned you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Press pause, come back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We'll wait. We'll be here. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So we're talking about the gin. Some of you might be like, what the heck is a gin? Are you talking about like gin, the cocktail? We're talking about not Bombay Sapphire. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about gin. This is D J I N N the gin. And I'm probably willing to bet that many of you all have seen a gin. You just didn't realize it. If y'all have ever seen the animated Disney movie, Aladdin, you remember the genie that was voiced by Robin Williams. This is an example of the gin in popular culture. The gin can take the appearances of genies with no legs and feet, of a regular person, or of a person with hooves, it is said. So what are the gin exactly? They were also referred to as the God's other people. The Quran makes it clear that the jinn existed long before there were ever people in existence. The jinn are spirits that were created out of smokeless fire who are shape-shifting genies, essentially. The word jinn in Arabic means hidden or unseen. According to Arabic teachings, the jinn are basically, essentially, from my understanding, almost like a low-level earth spirit that exists in an alternate dimension to the earth, but this dimension literally almost like rubs up against ours. They have the ability to come from their dimension to ours and vice versa. And they have the ability to interact with certain people on the earth while they're here. Uh, It was said that the jinn could both be good as well as negative uh, entities. I will say like, I called in lots of protection before starting this recording and I have a very, um, I don't want to say menacing, but I have a very menacing, um, dark blue entity. And all I could see is their eyes kind of standing over in the corner of my room. And I just get the feeling like they're observing almost. I cannot with you right now. (laughs) We will not do this. I will not have a part of it. I literally just looked up, took the pen off my mouth and was like, what is she? What? You didn't warn me? I. It's just starting to pop into my space here. Oh, God, I gotta light a candle or something. Lord, help me. <laughs> Scared. You know, it's weird, but now that I'm thinking about it, there's some references in some of the books about the djinn, basically, that when you speak about them, that it basically draws them into your space. You know what? I'm gonna just, I'm not saying a thing. Uh, I have nothing to do with this. I'm just a spectator. Thank you. <laughs> We've already stated our intentions prior to the session, but I'll state them again. We are coming into this session and this episode with the utmost respect and trying to just relay information in a respectful way about the gym. So, 
I gotta get a lighter and get off this white carpet. Keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it says um, the gin again could be both good as well as negative entities. Um, Again, y'all, I don't feel like this entity in my space is negative. It just has a very intense um, energy that I'm not used to. Um, It says the vibe uh, they've always given me basically is like that of a trickster entity for a large portion of the jinn, but not all of them. Um, According to Arabic stories and teachings, the jinn, are you okay? I'm fine. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I I burned myself a little bit. Anyways. (laughs) I didn't know what the sound was. Mike got me this little like new lighter thing for Christmas but it's like not a regular lighter it's like electronic and I couldn't figure out which end it was and I literally just burned myself but we're fine oh my goodness okay we're fine I'm sorry keep continue it says um according to Arabic stories and teachings the jinn lived in caves deserts forests mountaintops graveyards and even the deepest depths of the ocean and sea so everywhere. No, we're nowhere is safe. That's right. Okay. <laughs> um, when they appear to humans, often it is said that they can take the form of a snake, a scorpion, uh, or their favorite, which is a black dog or a black cat. Not their favorite. Not them having favorites. I know. Partial. <laughs> According to Muslim, a Muslim scholar, uh, the jinn could take any form that of a human or of an animal. So basically a shapeshifter. Uh, they become more vulnerable, however, when they take on a physical form and are more easily killed when they're in this form. Um, and for this reason, they often do not take on physical form for very long. They can live infinite amounts of time and get their energy not through physical food, but through energy that is basically garnered through various types of like emotional reactions, essentially. Did one of your dogs just bark? Yes. It scared me too. <laughs> also, was my scream my ah that you are? <laughs> <laughs> you joke about? Okay. No, everybody should have heard it then. Anyway, sorry. All I heard was this really faint. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and it scared me. I was like, who is that? <laughs> it's me. It's just me wrecking the recording as always. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, but they get their energy through various types of energy from living beings. So once again, this feels like a call to the Fae or earthbound spirits, basically, who will use physical interactions to create emotional reactions. And that's basically like an energetic meal for them, per se. Mm, not a snack. Not a snack. <laughs> um, they, they once roamed the earth and had absolute dominion over the earth. Um, it was said that the race of jinn were ordered to leave the physical universe and give it up to Adam upon his creation. Some of the blue jinn uh, resisted and waged war against the angels. The war lasted a thousand years here on earth and ended, um, which uh, garnered the angels as the victorious party. So this kind of like feels like a throwback to also like Christian teachings, you know, there's like this battle between good and evil that lasts for a thousand years. They talk about that in revelation. When you said, um, the blue gin, I got a vision of stitch. 
<laughs> like, but that also gave me a goblin vibe. Like the how he looks. Exactly. Couldn't he be considered a little Kentucky goblin if he was a gray, maybe? Exactly. Think about it. I need to see his footprints. We need to look into that. You know, it's really interesting because there's just seems to be like this continuous mention of a shape-shifting trickster type of entity throughout various different cultures. Yes. Various different religious beliefs. There seems to be this, you know, consistent theme. So it's very interesting that, you know, they just cross different, you know, cultural boundaries with this consistent. Right. Uh, it says, according to most stories, Allah created the jinn sometime between uh, one to 2000 years prior to the first human inhabitants on earth. They were said to rule the earth domain. It is mentioned in the Quran more than 30 times. To quote from the Quran, uh, he, uh, Allah, created man from sounding clay, the angels from light, and the jinn from smokeless flame of fire. Uh, it says, so we have to wonder if the jinn basically were created to represent demons or fallen angels as they are depicted in other religious, uh, you know, sects, basically like Christianity. Um, it mentions in the Bible, um, jinn sort of basically when they talk about King Solomon also. So it was said in the Bible that God found favor in Solomon. And because of this, he decided to give him reign over the jinn and what is called the shadim or in quote or in quotes demons by bestowing upon him what we know as Solomon's seal. It was a signet ring uh, with a sacred symbol that basically gave him reign over the jinn and the, and the shadim. Solomon ruthlessly forced them, both the jinn and the shadim, into slave labor in order to build the temple of Jerusalem as well as the entire city. He also used them to impress the uh, queen of Sheba, who was also rumored to be half jinn herself. Mm. Yeah. But to me, that seems like the patriarchy, you know? <laughs> right. Right. She's a queen. So she's got to be like half demon. Baby, you know? Of course. Of course. Yeah. So it was also said, um, now this was from the book, um, uh, Oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. I know that there's a lot of spirits in here now. Um, the gin book, basically, that I uh, loaned Missy that disappeared for a year. <laughs> Forever. Yes. Um, this is from that book. There are different types of gin, basically. Um, there are gins who choose to live next to humans or interact with them. And they are known as, I hope I pronounce this correctly, Amar. A young gin is called an Arwa. Jinns who have evil intentions are called shaitin. Powerful jinn leaders are known as afrit. Um, the jinn can also be different colors, and the colors seem to represent the amount of power that they have. If you remember correctly, in Hellier Season 2, I'm just hearing this in my head as like a flashback. Remember when they talked uh, with Amy and she talked about how the little green goblins were like trolls, but more powerful. Right. It's almost like the color maybe had something to do with the amount of like oomph they had in terms of their power. Hmm. Ah. Yeah. So <clears throat> the colors of the gin um, and different classifications. So it starts with the green gin. They have the least amount of power. 
The majority of green jinn uh, enjoy acts of mischief with both people as well as other jinn. When I was asking the guys about what the jinn are, the very first thing I started seeing was the Kentucky goblins. Ooh. Yeah. Um, let's see. And they started showing me basically like flashes of how the Kentucky goblins were coming out of old abandoned mine shafts, which are essentially big caves. Uh, let's see. Um, and you, if you also remember too in Hellier, David Christie's children thought that the goblets were also just children, but they were hairless, bald children that made like chirping noise. Yep. It says, um, many believe that the holes in the ground, um, that are, you know, just like these mystery holes that you find in the yard will lead to a green gin and the gin world. It was oh, like the little holes that I'm like, is that what a snake does? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not a gin hole, honey. <laughs> but remember, snakes dig holes, but they said that very often snakes could take on the shape of a gin. Of course they could. <laughs> it said um, it was highly discouraged in Arabic culture to stick your hand in a hole in the earth for fear that you'd be taken to the gin world for forever. That's rational fear that I've always had. <laughs> but if you think about it, like, think about, you know, my, my great grandfather told me, don't stick your hand up in hollow trees. These are fairy homes. Right. So it kind of, you know, borderlines on that same type of like fairy folklore as well. Uh, the blue gin, um, they were called Mayrid. They were the smallest in number, but were considered some of the most powerful. So once again, like I got all these flashes of like the genie from Aladdin, basically. They had the power to grant wishes and shapeshift. Mm. Uh, the blue gin was said to rarely interact with humans and very little is known about them. Is that the one that's in your house? I don't know. I've never seen a blue gin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What does a blue gin look like exactly? Did you say something in your corner had blue eyes? Yeah. No, it's blue itself. Oh, there it is. All right, that'll do it. That'll be all. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, <laughs> Ooh, that'll do it. That'll do it. You don't have to worry about me. You do not have to worry about me. <laughs> here. It says, um, oh gosh, okay. It says on one hand, though, some believe that the blue gin were some of the most heinous and ruthless of all the gin. Whereas others believed that it was the blue gin that were responsible for saving the entire gin race from extinction by defeating the evil red gins. They were the oldest of the gin and their powers were to be uh, almost like that likened to be of an angel almost. According to old Persian belief, if you were to encounter a very old man alone in the desert, he is said to be most likely a blue gin in disguise secretly entering our world travelers were warned to be very weary of travelers traveling alone in the desert because of this very reason the red gin they were evil gin they have one purpose the downfall of the human race they work to influence people's thoughts and actions from the shadows it was said also that they often take a red uh, reptilian form not the reptilians, honey. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-mm. It's said that red jinn are responsible for possessions, hauntings, and illnesses. Um, many modern-day Islamic clerics believe that the red jinn are responsible for all UFO sightings and issues with the paranormal in general. Now, I know you've seen those UFO videos with the red lights. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know. So they, like, do they represent, like, negative races of ets basically are negative ets just gin in disguise i don't know yeah. are they the ones that probe you Ooh, i don't know yeah. i know uh the black gin um little is also known about this mysterious race of gin um it was said that they are associated with evil or black magic. Um, we have uh, found one brief mention of them in one other text. Um, it was said that they seem to be the leaders of the blue gin and are like leaders or perhaps kings or um, kings of like a large number of the gin clans. They said that they kind of like moved in clans. Not a clan. Ugh. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> no. According to legend, when King Solomon ordered the jinn to obey him, he had a large black jinn at his side who he was able to control and enforce his will on uh, by using, like, uh, his seal, basically, and signet ring from God. To me, like, that gave me, like, this feeling like it was like a parallel of racism. You know what I mean? Yeah. It had kind of, like, those same... Uh, parallels to me uh yellow gin um arabic stories of a type of gin described as yellow but again not much is known about this classification they again seem to isolate themselves from the physical universe as well as other types of gin now i only have just a handful of stories about the gin because i think a lot of people just don't know that they're encountering them um and i think just again not a lot is known about this particular race of paranormal being right um now this is called hooves this was an old persian story um it basically says one day goes into a public bath. um you're very much breaking up oh gosh Can you uh yeah but you're breaking up i'm starting to tingle yeah and my phone screen just went black too and it never does that during recording i thought my phone turned off oh my gosh should we not do the story <laughs> Maybe we'll skip the stories. <laughs> maybe we'll just skip. We'll save them for like a ghost share, maybe or something. You know what? We will absolutely skip those stories. Let me ask the guys if I should tell my personal story. Well, my left side's starting to full on like I'm getting chills all up my left side right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna tell my story. <laughs> nope. We're going to save that for a different night. I feel like I asked them specifically if we're not supposed to mention anything that either the recording will start to break up or my notes will get lost. So let's just assume that we're not supposed to tell stories tonight. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear any of those stories or have questions, um, you can always hit us up on social media and we will do our best to enlighten without making too many things mad, I guess. Right. Right. Um, so I talked to the guys basically about what the gin are. That's the last part of this. Um, so the overall feeling that they gave me was, again, some of them can be basically like a trickster entity. Some of them can be high 
personal entities, basically. Um, a what? I'm sorry. Some of them can be a high vibrational entity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, their energy in terms of like those that seem to be like of a lower vibration seems to be very similar to that of the fairy realm. Um, I also got the feeling like they have the ability to kind of swing uh, very mischief-like in terms of their temperament in a similar way that the Fae do. So it really makes me wonder, are these the same beings just going by different names? Right. Um, let's see. The feeling that I got from them, you know, bottom line was they are a very real race of entities and they should be highly respected um, and basically left alone, if that makes sense. Oh, well, why don't we just do an, uh, a whole podcast episode on them, Christina? That would be great. <laughs> no, like, I mean, like, no one should be trying to purposefully invoke them in, like... Right, don't provoke the... Yeah. Yeah. Got um, it. Yeah, they said... Um, Again, they should be deeply respected, but are very real. Um, if y'all remember John Keel, uh, who was the primary investigator of the Mothman um, investigation in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, he had a theory about extraterrestrials. He thought that there were extraterrestrials that come from outside of our Earth, and then that there was something called ultra-terrestrials that came from within our Earth. Um, I feel like this is probably what some forms of book bigfoot are they're probably a form of an ultra terrestrial same with mothman um oh my god sorry something just flashed and it scared me i don't know what it was girl i just heard something just a second ago um, <sighs> that just made my heart stop yeah <laughs> um but they made me feel like they could also be a part of like that group of ultra terrestrials um they said that their civilization is much older and much more advanced um than a lot of entities that are kind of present on the astral plane. So again, they deserve the utmost respect. Um, let them do your thing. You know, we'll do ours, basically. Um, they basically made it very clear that there can be both good and negative races of uh, jinn. And again, we just need to pay them the respect that is deserving to them. And that is my episode. <laughs> and that is the perfect time to end things. Um... Thank you if you are all still listening and haven't been scared away. Uh, we appreciate you. And um, that was a really good episode. And now I'm frightened and I have to cleanse my house. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Find and in the meantime, yes, find us on Instagram. TikTok. Facebook. YouTube. And email all your amazing stories. podcast at gmail.com. And just go cleanse yourself. Stay spooky. Okay, bye. Bye.